0: If you were born between 1969 and 1984, you are a part of the 65 million Gen Xers. And you've just found your new family. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Gen X perspectives on rapidly changing technology, history, media, politics. How they come together and influence every aspect of daily life. The world we were raised in has ceased to to exist, but we haven't. Let's do it. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Now, your hosts, Mark and Mike.
1: Yo, 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 we're back again knocking on the gates of hell this summer evening on the Carolina Underground. Wait a minute, we're going to have to start again. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, this is episode twenty six take to <laughs> <laughs>
0: three,
1: two, one. Yo 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 we're back again here on the Carolina Underground as we knock on the gates of hell this hot afternoon.
2: How are you doing this evening, sir?
1: Woo! If I was any better couldn't anybody stand me.
2: Well you're you're awful close,
1: I'm telling you. <laughs> it's a fine fine line it is a fine line (laughs) right there
2: with you my man i'm
1: all jacked up on key lime pie cake Mm. and uh i've only eaten a half of a cake today by myself right and uh little baby dog wanted some but she didn't get none she got chicken nuggets from the chick-fil-a well, there you go. She's don't, still made out like a bandit. Don't that sound French? Yeah, it does. <laughs> so what's, Le chic. That's right. So what's been going on?
2: Well, not a whole heck of a lot. I've just been I uh, have been checking out our uh, Twitter account. And we have uh, one? Not like that. Yes, we do. And huh. ain't not much going on with it, but I'm trying to post some That's stuff. That's
1: because everybody's using threads now.
2: Oh, I certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and when you talk about that, again, that's going to be a good segue to talk about AI. You know, everybody is terrified of AI. And you know what? Quite well, frankly, when I, don't, I sit and I don't think understand. about it, I am a little bit too. Well, I
1: don't ahead. understand why. I just showed you how to get rid of it. You just pull the power cord and the shit shuts up.
2: Right. Now, so again, but yeah, and I was watching one of the big things that's really terrifying everybody is, uh, and I think we have talked about AI in the past because we we talked about the AI drone in uh, Turkey. Right. uh, And
1: uh, we mentioned a friend of mine that owns a publishing company talking about uh, mm -hmm. authors using AI and how he had been meeting with Amazon. To discuss how that's going to skew people that actually, you know, write the books as far as the KDP KDP payment mm-hmm. out for the people, you know, that include their work with uh, Kindle and stuff like that, and Audible and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and I mean,
2: I understand. Again, it's one of those that it is, you know, I mean it's it's in its infancy, but you know it it grows rapidly. Uh, By itself and again when I've I've done some classes on uh, machine learning and stuff, and it's pretty scary How rapidly these things uh, can develop intelligence, but again the the big fear also is uh, AI on quantum computers. I've heard about that is a relatively new thing But the thing that was most interesting to me is the tale of Barbarique. Have you ever heard of Barbarique?
1: I have not is that Barbie's twin sister?
2: No, but that's a great guess. So uh, let me tell you the story. So okay. about 1027 A.D. or so, in a village called Katu, K H A T U. I don't speak uh, Indian, so I'm probably probably uh, butchering it. And this is in uh, Rajasthan, Rajasthan in India. Yeah, they were some farmers were digging a well. Okay. As farmers are wont to do.
1: Okay. Well, they need water to grow things.
2: Yep, absolutely. Now, so they got down, they were getting, now the, the, apparently the water table in this particular area is pretty deep and they were digging pretty deep and they hit this metal box. Okay. Now, remember this is 1027 AD. Okay. That's
1: some hard digging. That ain't exactly using a backhoe.
2: No, it's not. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not real sure. I think we were in Iron Age by 1027. I'm pretty sure we were, mm. um, but that's still, um, that's still, you know, you're 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 still dealing with this is definitely pre-industrial, especially in India. So they were they were pretty deep in there, but they found a metal box with a single word written on it, and that word was barbarique. Okay. And it's B A R B A R I K, uh, and I will tweet it out on our Twitter account uh, for those now that now know. And that is uh, what is it? C A R L I N A U N D. I
1: think so. that sounds right.
2: Yeah. So I will tweet that out and come look us up, find us, talk to us about stuff that you want us to talk okay, about. Okay. That was rate,
1: that was not in the just. For that was not in the Iron Age. It does not look like.
2: Okay, so we're still in the Bronze Age then.
1: Uh, not in ten. You talk is was it 1027, 1027
2: A- A- A.D. A.D. Anno A-D. Domini. Okay, yes. the
1: Iron Age uh was preceded by the Stone Age and the Bronze <laughs> Age. We know that. Yep. Middle ages. Uh, the Germanic Iron Age started in 800 AD. Okay, and ended yep. at with the Viking Age.
2: Right. So the yeah. So I mean now again, and this was one of those yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh so no, it was wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I hear that's BC. Okay. That's the, BC. No, that's AD. Okay
1: twelfth uh, century the technology soon spread throughout the Mediterranean in India, the twelfth and eleventh century BC was the Iron Age. Okay. So
2: regardless, so they find this metal box and okay. it's got the word barbaric in Sanskrit inscribed on it. Okay. And so they broke the box open. And inside the box was a metal skull with hmm. And I'm 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 not hundred percent certain on this, but my understanding is it had human eyeballs in that metal skull. Now it'd been in the ground for a long time and this was before the before the Indian cultures were making iron. Mm. Right. So it's kinda strange. Well, at any rate, so they took it to the Lord or the king or whatever that particular region. And um He searched for years and years and years. Nobody had any idea where this thing came from, what it was, or what the word Barbarique meant, until finally word traveled out far enough into one of these old, 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 old provinces, um, you know, way in the middle of hell and gone. And uh, one wise man showed up that knew the story of Barbarique. Now, according to the story of Barbarique, Barbarique was the greatest warrior that ever lived. Okay. And he had three arrows, one of which the first arrow would mark all of his targets that he wanted to kill and return to the quiver. The second arrow would mark all of the targets that he did not want to kill. Okay.
1: All
2: right. And so that was the two balances, and then it would return to the quiver, and then the third arrow would go out and kill everything that was not protected in the second arrow. So my immediate thought was, well, why the hell did you have the first arrow? Just have the second arrow tell what tell what you didn't want to kill and let the anyway. Right. But I didn't make the story up. So the end result is that before the. Um, Battle of the Mahabharata, which was the one where that epic tale where the, the they have spaceships and gods and all of this stuff blowing each other up and all of these uh, things that the ancient aliens folks talk uh, that's about. The one,
1: that's the one with the Vimanas, right?
2: Correct. The okay. flying triangle things. Right, yeah. right. Now, so Krishna went to M- M- Babarak, Barbaric and asked him basically... Who, which side are you going to fight on? Oh, yeah, I didn't finish. Let me finish a couple of things. He also is reported to, Barbaric, was uh, able to perform complex mathematical equations and stuff in his head, but he was not able to speak the way that human beings speak. Okay. Okay. Now, and again, this is before the Mahabharata, which was, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that sometime supposedly about 10,000 BC or earlier? Uh, You know,
1: that's interesting. uh, uh, Yeah. Well, I'll go ahead. I I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So, it's been around a hot minute. Okay. Now, so Krishna. Went to check him out because they were getting ready to fight this battle, and he needed to know what side of the fence that Barbaric was going to fall on and so he talked to him and Barbaric said my job is to protect human life so I am going to fight on the weakest side to protect them and Krishna proceeded to come back with well That'll work for a while whichever side you pick but you're such a tremendous warrior. The other side is quickly going to um, Be wiped out and become the weaker of the two sides What are you going to do then and Barbaric said well, then I'll switch sides and so Krishna hit him with well then you're not protecting life because you're going to kill everybody because you're going to have to quit keep switching sides back and forth until both armies are completely obliterated. Right now, the the this immediately puts me in the thought process of the original Star Trek with Nomad when they hit him with the logic bomb and messed him up and he couldn't get there and it sounded like a similar story. So the end result well, is well, it's also.
1: Also kind of like the story in war games, too, where it has to fight itself on and on and on until, you know, it learns, obviously.
2: Exactly. Now, so as the story continues, uh, after Krishna got him good and and bum-fuzzled, he said, well, you know, in order to sanctify the battlefield, we need to sacrifice the uh, greatest warrior on each side. So, you are the greatest warrior on whichever side you choose, and, you know, give me your head. And Barbaric proceeded to pull his head off and hand it to Krishna with one request. That request was to, uh, that he wanted to be able to watch the battle.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. And so, Krishna proceeded to take the three arrows and affix them to Barbaric's head so he could fly. <clears throat> and according to the, the stories and legends, I, again, I don't read Sanskrit. I don't speak Hindi. So this is all stuff that's been translated, but he basically okay. turned him into a three pronged drone. And the story is that he watched the entire battle and transmitted this all back to people who observed the battle, uh, through his eyes, now so the, again here's the point. Now the one of the weird things about all of it, what one of the weird things about all of this is that first off they found this metal box before they were working metal well, at least in a wholesale scale, it's buried pretty dead gum deep in mm-hmm. the, in, the, in in the first place, and it had human eyeballs and apparently is dated pre ten thousand BC. Mm. So that I means it's been in the ground for at least 11,000 years, and the eyeballs have not rotted. Now, the craziest thing about this is there is a temple in this Katu place called Khatu Shyam or something mm-hmm. like that, S-H-Y-A-M, K-H-A-T-A-S-H-A-Y-M or something like that where they have now they did encase the head in plaster so it looks like a person and not a metal skull but this thing exists it's there in that province so what do you think about them apples
1: well you know you you know you and i have talked before about the ancient alien stuff and the Mm Vimanas and all that and you know it's I have uh, and this is the first time I've heard this story. I know you had sent me the video that linked this morning, and mm-hmm. uh, I had watched a little bit of it. But I didn't get to finish it and uh, but I do know that a lot of people, particularly in the vimana stuff, they have looked at that. I mean people obviously smarter than me because you know I'm not a science person right. by any means. But people that are more versed in aerodynamics, airplanes, propulsion, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they pretty much say that they're not sure how it's powered, but this very much could work. Oh, and,
2: yeah. Well, they're lifting bodies. Right. Okay. And that's one of the things that the fascinating thing about this is these are in these ancient, ancient, ancient texts describing things that you know when we discovered them and started looking at them and of course you know oppenheimer and some of the other folks that were oppenheimer was absolutely uh enamored uh to the point where he learned to uh, read sanskrit and i think he may have even learned how to speak that uh particular language but i i don't i may be wrong but again a lot of the work that um went into producing the atom bombs is, it if not from the um, ancient texts, is at least heavily influenced by the science that's in those ancient texts. And again, right. those lifting bodies, that's something that we really weren't even looking at or experimenting with in flight until probably the 70s, I think.
1: Well, there was... Uh... The episode that they were talking about, and they were referring to a book by Von Bruner, you know, who the, was the M, the V-1 rocket. Yeah, Von Braun. Von Braun, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, many years later, he had gone on record as somebody was asking him, well, how did you progress so quickly? And mm-hmm. he, his answer was, is we had help. And he was, the context of the conversation is he was insinuating that in that time period of Nazi Germany, they had recovered alien aircraft and were Mm -hmm. just re-engineering alien technology and that they had been in contact with live aliens that also helped them in perfecting the design and the way to make it
2: that is intriguing that is intriguing stuff yeah and i have heard that uh, you know but again it's one of those that you know uh, who knows if they uh, again one of the things that i've been uh looking at frequently and you are quite the scientist you just are more uh focused on the uh on on the uh, not hard engineering sciences like I am. Uh, mm-hmm. You're mo- more focused on the because you know a lot more about psychology and stuff like that right. than I ever wanted to. Know. Well, I'm more focused.
1: Uh, I'm more focused on perfecting my uh, recipe for LSD.
2: Well, okay. Well, there you go. Um, so yeah, you not, some it, forgot. It, it, it's not for sale.
1: As <laughs> for I'm self medicating. It's not for All sale. Right.
2: Well, there's a there's been a lot of the, the scuttlebutt about uh, micro dosing uh, LSD being that being the key to that limitless type thing where you think faster and mm-hmm. clearly and all that stuff. I'm not interested enough in that. I think just fine. <laughs> not interested enough to give it a shot. So.
1: Well, but. I figure the last several years have felt like a bad trip anyway, so if I get a bad one, I'm not really going to know it
2: anyway. <laughs> Maybe they're dosing the water with it. You Well, done. you
1: know, that's a possibility. I hadn't thought, of, you know, there's a chemical company not far from here mm-hmm. that's been there for since the beginning of time. So by now, the chemicals seeping into the ground probably have leached out to here by now.
2: Oh no, that's one of the. There was a something I, I read an article not too terribly long ago that at least the uh, forty-one of the states that they have tested, and so it's basically everywhere that there's human beings living, that there is significant amounts of microplastic in the water table, amongst other things. So I'm actually currently I'm starting to look at a. Uh, um, getting some ceramic filters to put Mm. in line on the water coming in
1: well on water i use uh for drinking water and everything i actually get distilled water from um primo water
2: well i understand and i mean again i am on the fence about the whole thing about whether fluoride is in the water to pacify the population or um or if it's there to actually help harden and stiffen your teeth up, which is what we're told. And so, you know, I, I, I've i got good teeth. I don't have cavities, so I'm okay with the tap water. I just don't like drinking plastic. And the plastic, of course, that those bottled water uh, are coming in is the same plastic that is, you know, it's that same clear plastic that was uh, derived from a failed estrogen supplement. So, that's why i'm looking at the you know so i mean when you put micro filtration in it's filtering even i mean it's filtering all kinds of stuff right, so that's right. One of the well it's
1: well right it's filtering a lot more but yeah at this point so, sometimes you think well the sooner my body wears out the better so i mean it's just it's kind of a 50 50 thing there
2: well, that is true, and again, it's one of those uh, one of the folks I listened to one time said uh, something to the effect of, you know, why in the world do you want to exercise and get in shape and all that stuff? All you do is prolonging death. Now, it was uh, Ricky Gervais that was Hi, talking about it. and he's like, now he says, yeah, if you could have, you know, if you could extend your life with the life that you had in your 20s and 30s, mm-hmm. Great. But do you really want to extend your life with the with what you've got when you're in your seventies and eighties?
1: Maybe not. <laughs> well, I mean, right. And I mean, it's like, well. I've got a friend that you know recently um, had to have surgery on his neck, uh-huh. and he's an older gentleman. He's not quite in his eighties. He's you know he's in his mid to late seventies, mm-hmm. and um, so they told him. He said, "Well, if." Whatever the problem was, if you don't fix it, if you have a wreck or fall wrong, it could kill you mm. and you need to get it fixed. And I'm sitting there thinking and I'm like, well, I could fall wrong or have a wreck and get killed. Yep. That's pretty that much do it. I mean, it's like, at what point do you look at it and say, it's a bunch of cod's wallop and just get on and live like people did years ago and not worry mm. about mm. it.
2: Well, and therein is the thing. Okay, so we know that the medical industry long ago got away from that. They don't want to cure a patient. Well, right. Because there's, pay, more mo- there-
1: cured, right. there's more money but, in treating.
2: Right. And so, and again, this is one of those things. You know, recently my son just got uh, came down with a virus, and I have a, uh, I have a whole bunch of hydroxychloroquine. That I bought long, you know, towards the beginning of the pandemic, uh-huh. uh, and uh, you know, because again, at that point, it was still up in the air as to whether or not this disease actually was dangerous. Um, fortunately for all of us, it turned out not so much that the treatments that, uh, that they came up with were actually far more dangerous than the uh, than the disease itself. But I won't go down that diatribe. Um, and, uh, but at any rate, he, uh, you know, he was sick and I told him, look, take some hydroxychloroquine. Here you go. Now he didn't want to do that at the first, but again, what hydroxychloroquine does is it essentially toughens up the cell wall. All right. Okay. And then if you take zinc, zinc does the same thing. So between the zinc and the hydro, and I think if I'm not mistaken, the hydroxychloroquine actually, um, adds zinc and calls, and that's what causes the cell membranes to get, tougher if you oh, okay. Will. okay, and so then the messenger RNA from the viruses which is how viruses replicate can't get through the wall in one piece so it gets broken chunks that are big enough for the uh, cell to go hey you're not supposed to be here and sound the alarm and start making antibodies but not enough of it gets through to actually infect the cell and hijack the cell which is how viruses work and sense yeah and so your viral load drops much more rapidly and so i finally ca- talked him into taking the stuff and of course he was at i mean he was in bad shape he was running 102 degree fever oh, he had wow. split headache he was just you know coughing hacking all that stuff 12 hours later you know he wakes up and i said how you feeling he said it's great my headache's gone you know i mean he's not out of the woods it's, it's going to take him a few days to get through it but again right. that stuff it's, it, you know, you're, you're, if you put the right things into your body, your body is able to take care of itself. But then we turn around and we're looking at this list of stuff that we ingest, and you got red dye number five and yellow mm-hmm. dye, whatever that is, and all of these things, and then, you know, flaxseed oil and peanut oil and all of these things, and the GMOs and the. Antibiotics that they feed and the hormones that they feed to the livestock and stuff like that And you know it's all none of it is based on anything except Profit money 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 and it ain't money for you and me And it ain't health benefits for you and me It's money and profit for people that already own 90% of the money in the world
1: Well, I'm going to ingest something into my body when we get done this evening. All right, sir. I have successfully made another trip around the sun. Oh, congratulations, sir. Thank you, thank you. I have a nice chilled bottle of Paul Roger. All right. The Winston Churchill edition, which is, you know... That, you know, that Churchill drunk it like it was water Mm -hmm. back in the day. But this is, um, uh, the Sir Winston Churchill champagne. Um, I think it has another name, but I can't remember exactly what the name of it is. But, um, this is, uh, I think 2012, 2013 ish bottle. So it's been, steeping and getting ready for a while all right and i'm going to pop it and i'm going to drink the whole bottle of it because i deserve to drink the whole bottle of it
2: <laughs> all right sir well enjoy yourself I, I i certainly hope you do and happy and felicitations happy birthday and
1: felicitations, well, thank you i thank you so much and i watched two new movies that i didn't even oh. know they made All right, talk to me. Well, you know, one of the movies that I used to enjoy, you know, you get on these kicks, and I think this is Shark Week, too, by the way, but Mm -hmm. uh, I think, uh, you know, everybody enjoys like Jaws and stuff like that, and, you know, back there was a movie that came out, I'm not exactly sure when, I think it was in the mid-90s, called The Deep Blue Sea.
2: Oh, yes, I did see that movie, yes.
1: Well, there the devil are... Devil
2: in the Deep Blue Sea. Go ahead, sir.
1: There are three of Deep Blue Sea movies. Oh, really? And so I didn't know that. I hadn't really paid, of course, really hadn't paid any attention to it. But so I have decided I just just going to get it and I was going to watch them. Because obviously they're not streaming anywhere because nobody wanted to see them in the first place. Because that's why <laughs> no nobody know about them. But, well, now um, the one was
2: Sam Jackson, which I'm guessing is the first That's the first
1: one. That's the right. one everybody knows. That was the big budget mm-hmm. one that was like at the theater and stuff like that. So yeah, okay, it yeah. was, it, 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 that, yeah. So I watched well, yeah, that I one. That. Okay, so Deep Blue Sea 2 is pretty much the same premise because, you know, Samuel L. Jackson played the billionaire that was running right. everything. Mm-hmm. And so the second one, they pretty much have kind of bought the technology from the company that went bankrupt when the sharks yeah,
2: when they, yeah, did exactly. whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then they essentially the same thing ends up happening. They have a lab that's like under under the water and all this stuff like it and all this stuff. So it's, it's kind of like a cheap remake of the first one. Mm-hmm. but And then the third one. The third one, actually, if I was going to consult with somebody or counsel them on what to watch, I would say don't watch the second one. Goes one <laughs> and three. If you've seen okay. one, you know exactly what's going to happen in two because it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just characters different. Well, you know, with arguably, the exception of the baby sharks that come out in a swarm and eat people like piranhas.
2: Because that happens so often in nature. Well, it does. Yeah. Well these are genetic now, so, modified and, and with, Yeah, with with all due respect, uh, you can say the same thing about the Evil Dead trilogy of Evil Dead, Evil Dead oh, well, and yeah. Army of Darkness. Well that's but, true. which Army of Darkness is well, before, before Army the of Famous Darkness, came out,
1: minute, at least Army of Darkness yeah. has a fantastically rich, bold coffee named after it.
2: Oh, Army of Darkness is it was up until Nefarious came out was my favorite horror movie. Period.
1: Nefarious. Well, see that's interesting because I would not necessarily class Nefarious as a horror movie,
2: but that's the classification they've given it.
1: Well, I think it's wrong, and I think they did that just so less people would see it because not a lot of not you know horror movie is a niche that is a specialty niche that a lot of people then, yeah. don't watch.
2: And people think they're hack and slash. Right. Right. Now, so, and again, I would refer to it personally as a psychological thriller.
1: Right. I, okay. I can see that.
2: Yeah. Now, again, if you refer to Nefarious as a psychological thriller, then Army of Darkness goes back to my favorite horror movie of all time because it was hack and slash.
1: Well, now, I can get that. But seeing, like, these are, like, the Deep Blue Sea movies are horror movies, but I don't see that either. I mean, it's just... Don't make sense. But the third one, mm-hmm. this this supposed rich kid or something has found he has been tasked with collecting the sharks. And the sharks are the sharks that survived from the second movie, which wasn't no good anyway. And mm-hmm. it's the mother shark, Bella, and three of her babies that are now grown up. And mm-hmm. they go back to this place somewhere in the Florida, around the Florida Keys, that is like a shark nursery where great whites go to have babies and stuff like that. So and then they're they're trying to catch them and of course the sharks that are in the first movie are makos but they find Mm -hmm. that the mako is insufficient so in the second one they had used bull sharks and these are bull sharks which bull sharks tend to be more aggressive than great whites anyway.
2: Yeah, they have a much higher testosterone content. Now, so, you know, and again, this is, uh, you know, a, a bit of an aside. But, you know, uh, the big thing that would scare me is were they using the, the, the baby shark song as the theme song?
1: Uh n- that would
2: no. terrify me. Okay. No, they second. were not. They
1: were not. It wasn't in that. But anyway, essentially yeah. in this one, it is these people are the kid that's running the show on the people that are looking for the bull sharks is kind of in the dark as to what the actual mission is. Cause there's like this militaristic guy that's on their boat. That's helping them too. Cause they're supposed to kill, capture the sharks and not kill them or capture one of them and kill the rest of them. But he ends up, uh, obviously doesn't care about the shark nursery, all this stuff. So he puts this water mine out there and, They end up having a battle between the two groups of people because there's a group of people that have set up shop there and have been monitoring the sharks there for years and they're all this. But in the end, it's a lot better than the second one.
2: Now, so, and again, I can't remember the name of the clip, but there is a YouTube, uh, very short, and I'm talking probably five minute movie um, called Shark in the Pool. Have you seen that one?
1: I have not seen that one.
2: So it's a big party. Everybody is at the pool and there's a shark in the pool. And so people dive into the pool and get eaten by the shark. And they're all lamenting about the shark being in the pool and, Course, there's one fella in there. And it's well, I won't spoil it for. You. I'll see if I can find it for. You. I'll tweet that out too if I can find that. But okay. yeah, the, the the end result is it's one of the things I think about. You know, if you if you if you're in a in if you're in a, a situation, and this goes for Jaws, this goes for you know deep deep blue sea, any mega the Meg, any
1: of these movies. Get out of the water. <laughs> right. right. Or unless it's Sharknado when they're flying around. In the- well,
2: yeah, Sharknado, that's true. You, you couldn't get away from it. Well, see, them, to me, like- when
1: they say shark in the pool, the, yeah. it, 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 the first thing that comes to my mind is from college days to where that was kind of the, for the ones that were in the know, you were letting the people that you knew to get the marks in line because you were getting ready to run the tables on a play and pool to take their money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep, yep. so when you said shark in the pool, they would your the people you had planted would give you a run for your money and about beaches, so the people that really suck think they really can't beat you, so then you really do win a lot of money. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Understood. Just
1: crazy like that. But wait a minute, I shouldn't have said that because now we're giving away all the secrets and stuff. And
2: uh. <laughs> Well, so do you want to stop talking about sharks and talk about the skull cult, the hints of a skull cult that were found in Gobekli Tepe?
1: We can? I hadn't heard this.
2: <laughs> yeah, so apparently they found, this. it is a site of a possible skull cult. Now, of course, how in the world do we know? I mean, again, imagine what the archaeologists are going to think about our culture if they don't have any written record and they're just digging around in the landfill but they had uh, they I found know one st- I know
1: one thing they're gonna think
2: what's that they're gonna think
1: no matter which one they dig up they're gonna know which ones are male and which ones are female well
2: there's truth to that well and that was another comment I heard the other day that was great if the if the B in LG in LGBTQ, Plus stands for bisexual. Does that not by default mean that there are only two genders?
1: Well, that's a very interesting point, cause bi means two.
2: That is correct. If they, a bicycle doesn't mean 38 wheels.
1: That is true.
2: So didn't mean to derail you. But yeah, so apparently they found a bunch of carved human skull fragments. Hmm. Now of course my question immediately was was that skull carved while it was still in a person or after it came out Second question is you know well the second thing is well maybe maybe they kept their ancestor's skulls around you know as sort of a shakespearean alas yorick how well i knew him horatio uh type scenario and then maybe they wanted to gussy and for years. those
1: of you that don't know that shakespeare i recommend you read it
2: <laughs> so there you have it i mean i don't really have anything well i saw now, I interesting
1: I, t- I saw uh well you know um there was something came out today they um uh i guess the big news out of long island new york is they think they oh, found yeah. the serial killer so yep. Yeah. You know, serial killers interest me, too, because there's a lot of people that uh, have made a private list that I keep. (laughs) Not saying much more than that, but there are people that have an honor of being on a private list.
2: I got you <laughs> well and again what's astounding about that is how long that that individual if and I mean it's his all allegation he has not been proven guilty so you no know, he has sense. not
1: been proven guilty.
2: But, um, you know, he, he did send, who, if if that, if all of that was the work of a single serial, serial killer, he did stay really
1: close to home. Uh, right, and I think there after. is, the, and the thing that brought him in, if I read the story right today, mm-hmm. was he has been linked to one of the victims via DNA.
2: Yeah, I heard something about that. I did hear something about that, but it wasn't conclusive at the point that I had heard about it. So,
1: but I mean that's going to be interesting that'll be something we can follow in the weeks and months to come because you know well, even you know, if he's he did it and they give him the death penalty he'll be alive for 80 more years before they kill him
2: and in, in passing I came and this was just something I heard over the radio I think while I was driving uh, about the Iowa killer the fellow killed all those students there was I heard and I didn't Follow it up. Is that the, that the
1: PhD guy, the kid? Uh...
2: Yeah, that was okay. uh, the okay. was, uh, the the criminal. Um, what was he? It was a crim- he was a uh, political science criminal criminology major. Yeah, he right was working him. on his PhD. Right, and uh, the end result is apparently there is some evidence that that casts doubt on whether he was the only one there or whether he was. You know, I mean, apparently it's, it's one of those. Things, it's, it's it's apparently enough to create to possibly create a reasonable doubt. And well, you know, and I mean, that's the defense's.
1: I mean, that's their job. Oh, that's
2: their hope. Yeah, that's what they've got to do. I mean, yeah, that's yeah.
1: what they do. So, I mean, we there's too many times that uh, people get found guilty, and then it comes out later that hey, they didn't actually do it. You just didn't do your due diligence in the first place. No,
2: absolutely. Now, absolutely. you know, the
1: interesting thing, and that brings me up to, you know, I don't know if you'd watched it back when it was hot and heavy, that making a murderer on Netflix.
2: I think I did, but go
1: ahead. Well, I was just going, because, you know, I, even though I am not a Republican, mm-hmm. I am i do listen to some conservative media outlets and i am a member of the daily wire of god king jeremy boring boring and uh ben shapiro Mm -hmm. and uh candace owens is you know on the you know affiliated with the daily wire now and she has done a show uh essentially a series um where she examines the entire case and puts forth the evidence that making a murderer—I don't want to say purposely left out, but strategically left out—that right. actually kind of makes the case that maybe he actually did do it.
2: And it's well, called, and there's con- always that possibility, a, but and it's ahead.
1: called convicting a murderer.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, and see, therein, therein lies the problem with the media, especially the way it is today. Uh, rather than, I mean, most of everything that you see, be it in the mainstream media or even on net or on documentaries and whatnot like that, it is heavily, heavily, heavily skewed in one direction. And they really don't so much give you the facts as tell you what you should think right. about right. the facts. Right. Right. Okay, so it's like when the in the old oh, the, the, the the inflation has dropped 3% in the past. Okay, yeah, but it was up double
1: digits. Well, and yeah, inflation may have dropped, but the pricing that consumers are paying has not gone down. Well, and I mean, but the
2: point being if the inflation rate was 9 10 12 13% which they're lying about that too I can tell you that when I buy a, a, a carton of eggs um you know so let's say it was just let's say it was 13% per chance when you drop down you're still at 11 Right So I mean it's like that, you know big hairy deal, you know, let's right. get back down to zero percent inflation. How, well, I mean not we were never at zero, but you know
1: what mm-hmm. I mean. well, I heard something today and this is this is probably be our last uh, whittering for today because oh, right. we're hitting that time mark because um, you know the how the actors and the writers in Hollywood are all on strike. And
2: I am uh, shocked, horrified, and appalled. Well, Go ahead.
1: It, it, I find it I find it odd, and I you know I don't really have a negative outlook on most actors and stuff. I think um, I think they drink their own Kool Aid a little bit too much and think they're really more important than they really are.
2: Oh, absolutely, they do. But Go ahead.
1: I was listening to Fran Drescher, who you know used to play the nanny and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they are, the gist of what the clip that I saw was, is they want to make more money. And Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here thinking about this. Well, you have people making, they work for 30 minutes and get paid $100,000, or you make a movie and get paid $3 million. How much Mm -hmm. more money do you need to make? I mean, because you're already out of touch with most of the people in the business in reality, and your strike is hurting the people that actually get paid by the hour and are actually working. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking, how self-entitled and self-righteous can these pricks be?
2: Well, pretty amazingly so, based on the uh, all available evidence. But, yeah, I was, uh, actually, that was something else that I was looking at, was a it was, uh, it was on YouTube, and it uh-huh. was uh, Clickbait was talking about the 10 wealthiest families on the planet. And uh, they were pretty impressive. But uh, I don't want to go down that road. But well, you go I mean, ahead it's and just, well, I mean I'm just,
1: I'm sitting here thinking. Now, writers, I can understand because, you know, I have dabbled in writing, and that is a thankless profession. And unless you're a Stephen King or something like that, that's a lot, you know. It's hard to make money. Let's just say that. But and and acting, I'm pretty sure is the same way. But you're you're striking and wanting more money in a time to win, and their th- her whole spiel was that the that uh, and you know I I don't disagree with what she said, but with the I think her reasoning's wrong that the companies are losing money, but they pay the Mm -hmm. CEOs millions of dollars. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, are you just mad? That's every company. Well, that's every company, but are you just mad because you're a has-been and nobody wants you to star anything and pay you anything?
2: Well, and again, the point of the matter is the reason that some of these people make the astronomical incomes that they make is because the industry tightly controls everything. Now, if, mm-hmm. you were, if we were to stop throwing stuff on the big screen, which I mean, again, this is the whole thing of of, of why I am and one of the main reasons I am one hundred percent an anti-globalist. If you are, if if you're working with a bunch of smaller businesses, okay, that you know, like if you if you're, your your local theater. For example, if you go to see your local theater instead mm. of going to see a, mo- a movie that's made out of Hollywood or whatever, then you are supporting a much smaller group of people and you're getting more for your money. Okay. Right. Now, granted, you're not right. going to have the special effects that you get with Pixar.
1: Well, you know, but- hey, that's not entirely true. I've been watching fan video- fan movies that have been made on for YouTube. Right. And some of those are better than the movies that Hollywood make. Well, I would I would posit
2: that a lot of them are probably significantly better. So again, it's one of those things I am perfectly... I, I am very much okay with any movement that takes global power industry. I'm, I'm a Robin Hood type. I want to take the power away from the from the, the folks that have consolidated so much of it and give it back to the people. That's why I'm a libertarian. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the new... Uh, the, State the, delegate, the, the, too. Yes, I am. And uh, they are going to... We're, we're, the, the, the push for the... Uh, or the title of the convention is becoming ungovernable, which I kind of like that. It mm-hmm. seems to resonate well. I'm I'm actually considering it, but boy, howdy, they got a pretty high price tag on it. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm not they sure they if will or not.
1: Well, and my – I'm not a, not going – I hadn't been invited or looked at going. Um, I'm a little too controversial for most political parties, whether, be they third party or not. But I have to hmm. take into consideration where they're having it because I no longer travel without my baby dog.
2: Well, I understand.
1: She is my emotional support animal, and she mm. people really ought to be thankful because <laughs> they do not understand how many lives she has saved by her being there with that cute little face and me rubbing her little fur to keep me from just decapitating about 600 people a day.
2: I understand. Sometimes I do, my friend, indeed.
1: The struggle is real.
2: That and I'm, it is. And
1: I am trying to be a better person. God knows I am. But I can't fix stupid. I can't deal with stupid. It just stupid is as stupid does, and I'm tired of stupid.
2: Well, I can understand that, I, and I happen to agree wholeheartedly, sir.
1: And that's the snout to the curly tail and everything in between. For this week, We gone.
0: See you, man. You've been listening to the Carolina Underground. Our passion is to talk about technology, history, media, politics, and how it's all changed over the years and affects our daily life as Gen Xers. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter at Carolina UND GRND. Hit the website at www.thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you've got questions or comments, send an email to info at thecarolinaunderground.com. Stay Gen X strong. See you next time on the Carolina Underground.